welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, it is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. And you know what? It's my mom's 61st birthday. So happy birthday, mom. I don't know if she's going to be listening to this. Sometimes, believe it or not, she actually does listen to the show. She always says she has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but she does listen to the show sometimes. So happy birthday, Mom, if you just happen to be tuning into the show. And you know what? Take this as a reminder to call your mom out there because a lot of us, I know, sometimes do forget to call your mom. So give your mom a phone call. I'm sure she would appreciate it. Well, on today's show, guys, we have a great, great conversation. You know, obviously, over the last few days here, last week, let's say, since the Xbox Games Showcase. Everybody's been talking the console war. I mean, hell, it's even kind of bled over to this show where I've been talking about it here, the difference between Sony and Microsoft and, heck, even Nintendo throwing that out there. So I had to pull in the big guns here, had to pull in a good friend of mine, and that, of course, is Derek Smith from Game Insider. Derek and I go all the way back to our old Game Reverb days, even to Play and Trade TV, even back when we used to do that, and of course, to Guardian Radio. So if you guys were original listeners of Guardian Radio, you're going to recognize Derek here on the podcast. We had an awesome conversation, almost a 40-minute conversation, uh, just kind of about this next gen of consoles as we kind of enter into it and how both, um, I say both, but how all the platform holders are kind of just taking different stances uh, when it comes to these consoles. So I hope you enjoy that. Of course, leave me your feedback as always, theenthuselife at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And uh, other than that, enjoy the conversation. And until tomorrow, catch you then. All right, so joining me now from Game Insider, my good buddy, Derek Smith. Derek, what's up, man? What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Doing real good, brother. I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. I wish the people at home could see you right now. You're looking crisp, man, through the Zoom call. I I, I love <laughs> seeing you, man. It's, it's good to see you. Um but Derek, I wanted to have you here because you and I have had discussions in the past and, and people listening to the show have heard me over the last pretty much week just talking about kind of the state of the quote unquote console war and just kind of where we are heading now as we head into this next gen. And I want to get your thoughts on it because you and I in the past have had many, many conversations. I mean, I remember going into this current generation, countless conversations on the phone for <laughs> what seemed like hours on end nearly daily, you and I talking yes. about it and even, and even before that. Um, you know, you and I go back to even back to that E3, we went in the, into the Sony private meeting room upstairs and like got to play with yes. the PS4 for like two hours. We kind of snuck our way into that room, but it was great. Um, so I, I guess, I mean, I'm going to kind of give you the floor at first, I guess, to kind of play the cards here on, on kind of where do you think we stand right now with things and, you know, kind of looking in, and I guess maybe it's from the perspective of looking at both, both companies right now. Like where do you, from your viewpoint, see them and uh, maybe that can kind of be the start of the conversation, I think, um, from here. So uh, you said see them. I'm assuming, of course, Sony and Microsoft uh, will leave Nintendo to the side here for the, for, for, for the time being. Um, so based on the recent showcases uh, from from Microsoft, excuse me, uh, the Xbox game showcase, you, you, you saw a we all saw this this glaring uh, trend or theme, if you will that was really promoting Xbox Game Pass. And uh, that's how I must preface uh, where I believe the industry is going. I don't believe we uh, have this fundamental console war as we used to going into the next generation. I, I believe that uh, trying to sell the most consoles, I believe Microsoft has put on their think uh, their think cap, thinking cap and they've decided not to compete 
in that arena uh, like they used to, right? right. I, and, and, and that's a smart decision. I, I mean, you hear a lot of gamers complaining about games now, first-party Microsoft games being on uh, Windows 10. Uh, what's that going to mean for Project X Cloud? But when you look at the total, uh, the, the, the total uh, let's say, broad stroke of Microsoft's approach going into the next generation, they're not competing against Sony console, console anymore, right? Mm-mm. Now, Sony is a hardware company, as we know. They are by and large, going to be pushing the PlayStation 5 like they did the PlayStation 4. They're going to be pushing first-party games that are story-driven and massive open worlds, and they're going to keep things more traditional. Uh, They've already entered into the streaming uh, arena with PlayStation Now, and and I believe that what they do with that is going to be very telling in how they combat against uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass, because I believe Microsoft is not putting all of their eggs in the bag of a console anymore. They're looking at Xbox Game Pass. Pass. They're looking at Project X Cloud. How can we take all of these games that we have and put them across our complete portfolio of offerings and give you a, a, a quantity to bask in? Right. They believe that's the future, and I like that. I like that approach. Um, I tend to lean towards both of those approaches, but at the same time, you know, you want great games, you want compelling experiences, and so I think that's the the, the main question mark right now for Microsoft is we see that you are doing your best to offer us quantity, but when are we going to have those games that are actually game of the year contenders, right? right. So I think that's yeah. the that's the balancing mm-hmm. act that Microsoft is playing with right now in competition with Microsoft, uh, with Sony. Yeah, I mean, it's funny when you look at the Microsoft showcase, I mean, it wasn't called the Series X showcase. It was the Xbox games showcase. And so I think so many people went in with expectations of, Give me a reason why I need to buy the Series X. And when you watch that, like Microsoft didn't seem even interested in really telling you that. They were just like, hey, yeah, it'll run. These games will run on Series X. But 22 of these games will play on pretty much what you currently own. And five others will only run on the Series X or if you got a PC that's powerful enough or if you want want to run it in xCloud. And like it's such an interesting take. But then in the same sense, that leaves Sony open, like you said, to be the hardware hardware company to do it like we've always done it. And for me, I'm kind of like, you know, I I saw this past week and this was what was kind of driving me crazy was seeing the fanboys and this console war just drumming up again. And it's like, guys, step back. Like this is a whole new time now. Like you said, Microsoft kind of has just stepped away and said, we're not even interested in that. Like for me, I looked at it from the perspective of, Microsoft's dipping back into their Windows days of we're a software company. Windows will run on whatever computer you make, whether you're, you know, Hewlett Packard, whether you're Gateway, whether you're, you know, whatever. Remember those days you you would pick yes. your hardware to just run Windows on. Like you just ran Windows on everything. And that's where we are now. Microsoft is saying, hey, whatever you got, we just want to pretty much run on that. Just get in our ecosystem. Give us your $15 a month. We're going to have all these games. And as a gamer, like, this is almost the perfect situation. Like Microsoft made the decision for me that I don't even really need to worry right now about buying an Xbox. Now I can just worry about buying the PlayStation so I can play those exclusives because I already own devices on, or I already own the devices that I can play these Xbox games on. And it's such a, a hard concept, I think for people to grasp, but that's where we are, right? I mean, it, it's kind we of are. crazy we to are. think about it, but it, that's where we are. We are. A lot of times, you know, uh, nostalgia can sometimes uh, be be unfortunate in the sense of how the marketing narrative is expressed, let's say, by Microsoft. 
Microsoft says, hey guys, we're pushing out a 12 teraflop uh, powerful system. In fact, the most powerful system you will ever see is gonna melt your eyeballs, your brain's gonna run around the room screaming. I mean, that's how powerful our system is. So when you hear that as a gamer, the first thing, the first notion we have is, okay, show me what's going to ruin my life that I'm gonna love throwing my wallet at, right? right. As a gamer, when you hear that, that's what you look, that's what you want. And playing into an example, when Microsoft showcased the first gameplay of Halo Infinite, okay, yes, their their position of that showcase was Xbox Game Pass. But you're showing us Halo. Halo is your bread and butter, Halo is your holy grail title. Halo is Xbox, okay? And when you showed us that game, it looked lackluster. Now, the resolution was high. When you look at it, not in the, and I tell people, listen, don't look at it during the showcase. Look at it after the fact when it's not compressed. Look at it running in 4K. Right, yeah, that, that stream it, looked good, man. That's a different, yes. Yeah. It, it's like, whoa, that's, but, but see, here's the thing. You don't really see the power of the Xbox Series X anywhere. I mean, right. even running at 4K at 60 frames, as beautiful as it looked with that high resolution, the art design, the, 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 the dynamic or lack thereof within the environment, right? Nothing that they showed looked, I would say, better than Halo Reach in 4K. It didn't, I mean, if you go back and look at right now, uh, the Master Chief Halo, uh, the Halo Master Chief. Dude, I'm playing uh, it on PC. It looks, it looks fantastic. Okay. Reach looks amazing. It looks fantastic, right. right. Now, if you put that side to side, which unfortunately I've had the privilege of seeing this new Halo Infinite next to that, that that's not good. Now, now here's the thing. That's one of the emphasis that gamers are having. Like, man, why, why does this look so bad if I'm spending my money on the system? But see, Microsoft's message is, you don't have to buy the Xbox. Exactly. Series. Right. And see? and the majority of the people that watch that stream already own right. the game. You don't even have to buy right. the game, the man. Like right. that, that right. to me was what right. was the most mind-blowing right. thing and why they didn't really message that. I mean, sure, app they kept saying included with Game Pass, but they needed to like really make that front and center. That whole stream sure. was an ad for Game Pass. Like there's never it been was. a street like think of that. If that was the E that would have been the E3 press conference, let's say. And then even let's put it up against like Sony's press conference. All those games at Sony's, you're gonna have to buy every single one of those games. You don't gotta buy uh, any of those not games. When, not when you step it up. Not on PS5 though. Okay. Well. Okay. So you're saying you buy it on PS4 and then step it up. You don't have to buy it on PS5. You're saying I'm just saying like. Correction. It, so I'm sorry. Those new games, yes, you have to buy them hard day one on PS5. Right. Absolutely. But what I'm, that's what I'm saying is why hard. would why didn't Microsoft really just? I mean, sure, they came out and did say these are on Game Pass, but I think that really should have been the messaging is like, you guys already own these games. Like, we're just going to show you all these. And see, that's the question. Like you mentioned, like, are any of those games game of the year contenders? I don't know. But in the no. same sense, it's like, <laughs> no, but, but what I'm saying is like, does now that you have the potential where they could, they can almost streamline these games, knowing that people already own them, they can take risks and not have to put in a 300, 400 million dollar budget and then have it all ride on selling all these copies for 60, you know, $60 or God forbid, yes. $70. If we actually make it there now, it can just be like, Hey, Obsidian put out Outer Worlds. It's a 15 hour experience. And then we're going to put DLC out in a year and it's free because everybody's got Game Pass. And I think that. too, Mark, incredible. when you look at the Xbox uh, games showcase, you know, I, I, my hat went off to Microsoft in regards to the concern for how they're going to narrate the, the actual showcase. We walked away saying, wow, that was nothing but an Xbox Game Pass commercial just, you know, for an hour. 
But Microsoft really had to straddle that line of, we want to promote the Xbox Series X. We want to show all these cool new games. And by the way, some of the games they showed looked amazing. Yep. However, the the you don't want to commit too much to one narrative and then, you know, uh, isolate uh, or alienate your gamers who are saying, hey, guys, prove to, let's say, that other party, that PlayStation party, <laughs> yeah. that, we, that we're killing it. You know what I mean? So how do you convince your hardcore and your casual to buy into this? You almost can't say, hey, guys, this is going to be an Xbox Game Pass showcase. What? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So they kind of didn't say that, but they said it when you watched the showcase. When you watched it, yeah, true. I right, get, yeah. right. So, so I, so I, I kind of felt a little bad from, from Microsoft in that sense. But uh, I do believe their message came across. Because when you think about it, man, if you look at all those games they showed, okay, forget the superficial... Uh, uh, ramifications going into how Halo looked or didn't look. Just sitting back, looking at this as a consumer, saying, wait, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that I can get this Xbox Series X, give you $1, okay, $1, and a month, all these games I'm seeing, I'm playing these games? Okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That, bro, that, that's, that's crazy, yeah. okay? You know, and so I don't think that that message and what I just said really came across loud because no one's saying that. No one's talking about that. Right. But in actuality, so what if they don't have a game of their contender? You don't think medium medium didn't look impressive to you? Like, yeah, are you I know, kidding man. Because like, bro, like do think about Netflix. It's not every show that Netflix makes is winning an Emmy or getting nominated for the, you know, for the it's like but they, great, have, they have a couple that do bubble up every once in a while and I, sure get that. So you can have yes, a medium, yes, yes. you can have a, you know, whatever, any of those other games that they avowed, you know, any of those games they can, that about, oh, may bubble smart. up and suddenly about, you have that. Now, you know, yes. on, on the flip side, I think what's looking at what Sony may need to do. I mean, you mentioned PlayStation now. I mean, they've been doing that for years. Um, sure. You know, if they want to compete with xCloud, I think they're there. I think that's, that's almost like a one-to-one comparison in terms of the quality of the streaming but I think what's going to boil down to is the content that's there. Sure, for backwards compatibility, that's great. But when you have day one, day and day, you can stream Halo Infinite. Like, I'm thinking of Chris, you know, one of our editors yeah. over at Game Insider. My buddy Chris used to host Enthusiast Live with me. Dude doesn't have an Xbox. Sure, he's got a PC. But, hey, you know, he may not want to chunk down money to buy Halo Infinite. He can spend just 15 bucks and day one, he could just stream it on his phone at work. Like, even yeah. though that's not the perfect experience, like he can do that. And it's, like, and it's like, I almost wonder like, does Sony then need to, do we see them following suit with that? Are we going to get horizon you know, zero dawn two or, you know, horizon? Well, doing you, that, you see, you, you know? see my, we, well, okay. To answer that question, Mark, you, you are seeing, we are seeing, excuse me, Sony, uh, they're slightly doing things like offering now Death Stranding on PC, Horizons or Dawn is going right. to PC. But then one of the things I believe Sony's looking at is their market share. Sony's market share dominance is sheer ridiculousness. Um, when you look at the fact that they maintain currently 44 to 45% of the, of, excuse me, of the streaming market, you say to yourself, well, Project X Cloud, from everywhere I heard, it's just fantastic. Right. But you have to acquire a base. You just, I mean, that's just work in and of itself. By Sony being able to put out so many PlayStation 4s, right now with 110, 115 PlayStation 4s worldwide, okay, you already have a, a, finger, a, a fingerprint uh, in the market that's just 
unmatched, right? So do I personally, as a consumer, believe Microsoft, or excuse me, Sony needs to do something with PlayStation now? I believe they need to bundle that with PlayStation Plus, and I believe they need to adopt something along the lines of Game Pass, where day and date, I'm right. paying you a subscription fee, right? A subscription model where I'm getting a game uh, that um, uh, the day it launches. It doesn't have to necessarily be a, a first party, but looking at Sony's first party library of games, which I believe are just, just breathtakingly impressive, um, if they did that, that would really, really be something to marvel over because they just are able, I mean, come on, man, two months ago, they put out Last of Us Part Two. And regardless of its polarizing reception, then they just dropped right. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I mean, yep. those are both two, two, two game of the year contenders. And it's like, could you imagine if those games were like, not Game Pass, but Sony-like Game Pass games that you're playing Dan Date and you're right. paying $15 a month to play? So it's going to be interesting to see what Sony does with the PlayStation 5. Maybe Mark, maybe Mark, Sony just says, we'll bundle PlayStation Now with PlayStation Plus. Why? I, I don't think that's going the extra mile. But why do you have to go the extra mile when on the front of offering a system that's doing quite well in the PlayStation 4, ushering in the PlayStation 5, and knowing that you're going to have so much market share, your market share alone dictates the future for you. Right. So it's not like Microsoft is doing anything to move the needle for us, per se, right? They pay attention to Microsoft. Don't get that twisted. You know, they have to <laughs> yeah. pay attention. You know? I mean, we look at console numbers too much. Right. I mean, Microsoft is killing it. Uh, Xbox-wise, as far as Xbox Live. But I believe Sony, uh, they really aren't pressured to do too much other than offer great games. Yeah, and I, and I huh. honestly think, man, I think a lot of that pressure has been alleviated now by Microsoft. What, to me, seems like they've almost somewhat bowed out of the console. See, silently, I mean, but yes, they have. Look, look, they, they, it's not that they don't want to sell you consoles, but it seems like they really just want people in that ecosystem. I mean, there's a reason why their games are going on Steam now. You know, they're putting things on Steam. They're, they're of course, Game Pass. You can play all those games on PC. They have xCloud. So they're just kind of bowing out. Now, Sony, you mentioned, is getting on the PC. That's all Epic Game Store, correct, is where those are going because Sony now has a big investment into Epic. So, of course, that's going to be the whole, you know, you, you basically now have Epic versus Valve, which has been already raging on the PC with the Epic Game Store coming out against Steam. So now that's mm -hmm. that's almost where I think the console war is going to be is like, when it comes to the PC side, who's going to win almost in that war? You know, when you, when you kind of step back, like I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I saw the quote, I think it was yesterday, uh, Gabe Newell from Valve. They asked him uh, on some talk show in New Zealand, like, if you had to pick right. one this holiday season, what do you pick? And he said Xbox. Right. And I guarantee you that was because those games are coming to Steam. And like, I almost as, wonder, as is yes. there going to be a Steam app, kind of like we have like with NVIDIA GeForce now? Like where you just log in with your Steam account and suddenly your whole Steam library is there. If th that would be a major selling point for people, I think with the Series X is that you could potentially pull in your PC oh games that will run great on that Series X and you immediately have a yeah. whole catalog of games running on there. Like that could be something huge that mm -hmm. I think Microsoft maybe hasn't announced yet that they could do. I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe know. that that approach would be a great approach because again, it does... It, it, it does mirror their sort of all-inclusive uh, uh, approach to their games, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, we love to pit this company against that company, this player against that player. And I believe what Microsoft is doing moving into the next generation is saying, listen, we're not only going to get in where we fit in, but we're going to play to our strengths. 
we're a software company, okay? We don't have to buck heads with the Nintendos and the Sonys of the world. Now we are in the same industry, you know, these are video games, but I do, I do applaud Microsoft. I really do. People, I mean, I've been getting a lot of questions from all over the place, man, about things. And most of the questions are kind of shallow and, and, and superficial, looking at things more traditional. Whereas I'm like, you have to give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt. Look at where they were coming into this generation oh, where we God, are now. Yeah, man. That was brutal, right? The metric days were terrible. They were they were awful. Yeah. And and Bill Spencer, my man, comes in and you know, you have to how you control that narrative carrot is very important. You just can't come out and say, hey, we're not gonna do this, 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 this. And and those are stakes which are embedded into the psyche of the normal gamer. So you have to kind of drag them along and, and show them, okay, we're going to be offering now our games on Windows 10. We, we, we're now going to be offering you Xbox, or I should say Project uh, xCloud. We're going to be giving you the most powerful system ever in the Xbox, uh, Xbox One X, now Xbox Series X, right? What that says is we're committed to the uh, gaming community. Sure, we don't have studios like the Naughty Dogs and Gorillas or whatever, but we're going to acquire studios right. and we're going to be pumping out a lot of games that you guys would like. And so for me personally, looking at it from a business standpoint, it makes sense because that's where things are going, okay? Yep. When you are able to experience a plethora of games on a subscription model, okay? Uh, for example, this generation, I don't believe Microsoft was aggressive offering the Xbox Game Pass. Why? Because I believe they were testing the waters with it. I remember when a game called um, Metro Exodus hit Xbox Game Pass, Yep. okay? I was like, are they serious? Because it was like two or three months after it launched. Yeah, remember that? Yes. Yeah. And so I said, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And then, of course, you heard the argument, well, they should maybe offer a game a month or two a month, and they don't do that yet. And I believe that was a, a telltale that Microsoft is really going to ramp this, ramp this thing up for the next generation. Okay? Think about this for a second, Mark. What if Microsoft says every month, it may not be a Microsoft uh, Studios first-party game, but every month uh, we're going to put out whatever is the most touted AAA third-person game, or excuse me, uh, third, yeah, uh, 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 multi-plat game uh, on the Xbox Game Pass every month, right? I mean, if they announced that and say every single month. It's crazy. Now, that that's crazy. It doesn't, to me personally, it doesn't matter who has the best game uh, or who the most nominated game of the years. At the end of the day, I'm a gamer, baby. And I exactly, want to play man. Yep. Okay, I, I just want to play games, man. And, I, and sure, I'll tell you this game is better than that game. But as soon as I'm done with that call, I'm, I'm going to be back on my Xbox Game Pass. I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, true, well, right? See, I mean, that that's what's been funny about Game Pass this year has been there's been a lot of incredible indie games, like smaller budgeted games that oh, don't get goodness. all that. Like just, just this past right. week, what is it? The game uh, Carry On came out from devolver i don't know if you if you're familiar with this game you're, you you literally it's like the opposite of like any um like metroidvania you play you play the monster and like right. you go right. around right. killing like the destroying it, yes wild yes. came out on every console free on game pass right. day one day and day crazy day, day, that's right i probably right. would right. not have gone out and bought that game but you know what i did the first day downloaded it and played it because yeah. i already own it or i already have it on game right. pass right it's just such a cool cool thing i like that microsoft has found a way i mean we even you know even if you want to bring up nintendo like nintendo years ago said you know what we're just going to kind of not divorce ourselves from any of this but we're just going to do our own thing we're going to go in our own lane kind of do the apple thing and they just do their thing 
mm-hmm. as much as people want to you know chase the console war with them and the number of consoles they're selling nintendo kudos to them for doing their thing and they kind of left it to microsoft and sony and then somehow i mean i never would have thought it possible but microsoft has almost done the same thing what seems now and they found their own lane and said right. this is what we're gonna do and you know now as a gamer this is like one of the i mean we always say it's oh it's a great time to be a gamer this to me probably is the best because my decision when it comes to buying a console now for me and i'm kind of in the, in the unique position where i have a good gaming pc you know i have an xbox and a ps4 right now or an xbox one x that i don't need to buy a series x so like my decision is clearly a playstation 5 at least for the next few years until i need to get a series x or whatever that next iteration of the series x is going to be like i'm in that unique position where I don't even need to think about it now. Like Microsoft has made my decision so much easier now for me. But see, at the same time, I think Microsoft has to be careful in balancing that those scales, right? Because like you just said, you right now are in a position and myself as well, where I don't necessarily have to go out day one to buy an Xbox Series X, okay? Now I'm going to buy an Xbox Series X because I just feel it's a necessity for me personally. (laughs) Okay, Um, but the average consumer is thinking just like you are, Mark, because if you listen to Microsoft message, as we've said before, you don't have to buy an Xbox Series X. The game Halo Infinite is going to be on your Xbox One. Now, we're not manufacturing Xbox Ones anymore. We're not manufacturing Xbox Series Xs. I'm sorry, Xbox One Xs anymore. But no knock against Microsoft, those consoles, a lot of them are on store shelves, right? Right. (laughs) So so if you want to go buy one, you can do that and play those games. Where Microsoft has to be careful is, Mark, when those PlayStation 5s hit the market, they're going to be flying like hotcakes off shelves. Those consoles will dictate where the development community is going to be going, okay? Market share matters. If you look at the Xbox One, and we know this, uh, the, the, the Xbox One X did not sell as many platform or many consoles as the Xbox 360. Now, of course, you can throw in the argument, well, the Xbox 360, Red Ring of Death, maybe they didn't sell as many. But my point is, when you look at the numbers, 45, maybe 50 million consoles sold as opposed to 110, 120, that's a massive difference. And I'm hoping that with what Microsoft is going to do, I hope that their ecosystem that they're building around just software, right, is digital software, I should say, is going to be compelling enough over time. I don't believe that's that, I think that's a marathon. Yeah. Uh, but but you know what though? I think the interesting part here for Microsoft is now pretty much day and date on these games. Don't look at console sales cuz that's Sony right. they they can only bank on however many PS5s are out there. Microsoft can bank on not only the previous Xbox ones, but now they have the PC crowd, dude. Like that is the install base right there now if you want to look at it. The Xbox now is on PC. Pretty much every game coming out now that you saw at that event is on PC. So immediately day one, whether zero Xbox Series X consoles sell, those games are running on PC. Whether they're next gen, you know, and don't run on the Xbox One anymore, they run on PC. So I think as a developer, from that standpoint, it's no longer we need to develop a game for the PS5 and find a way to port it to the PC. If you're developing for the Series X, you're also developing for the PC as well. And so immediately you have that install base. So that's just... You know, I think right. if you want to look at the console sales, I think Microsoft, like I said, they've bowed out, man. They don't, and and so I'm, I mean, maybe they need to be careful with that, but I think in the end, they're just, 
they're just banking on that PC crowd to make up for that. And, and, you know, when it comes to the um, game pass, I mean, it used to, you mentioned a dollar, that's to kind of get yourself in, but ultimately the price is 15 bucks for game pass ultimate to get both PC and the console. And I think when you look at something like a, like a Netflix or even Disney plus or any of these subscription services, they always bank on and as silly as it sounds, people forgetting to cancel their subscriptions. So it's like, those those subscriptions just keep rolling over. So Microsoft, even if you download and play the game or yes. not, you're paying them fifteen Ridiculous. bucks a month. You're paying them fifteen bucks right. a month. You're paying them. Fi- and so that I think really in the long run is what they're almost banking on is hey, just get in our ecosystem, give us your fifteen dollars a month. We don't care if you buy our console, whatever. Give us your fifteen dollars a month, and we got you. And like that's that I think is kind of where they're pivoting a little bit, and it's just just interesting to see. Like I I just never would have thought we'd be yeah. at this point. I mean we're we're so used to arguing over the consoles and arguing over the graphics and the teraflops and the bits and all that stuff. And in this case, it's like the argument's just no longer there anymore. It's just like, we're gamers. We just want to play games. And both of these, all these companies now are offering so many ways to play games and so many compelling games to play that, um, I don't know. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously you being, you know, doing what you do and the gamer that you are, you're there day one, day and date. You mentioned, are you going to get a Series X day one? You're planning on it? Yes, I am. You are. And a PlayStation 5 as well. Oh, my goodness, okay. yes. I know, obviously, that. I'm definitely not a Series X. I'm on the fence right now if I need a PS5 day one. Like, I don't know. What are you going to play on day one on PS5? Like, what do you know that's right. coming that you want to play right now? Well, being that I reviewed Spider- uh, Marvel Spider-Man and gave the game a nine, I thought the game was fantastic. But it's not a launch Knowing title, man, right? As far as we know. It's a launch title. It, it's a launch title. Are you sure? Because it kept just saying holiday. So I was thinking this was going to be like a December, January game. I didn't think this was going to no, be a launch when they say When they say holiday, they're, they're saying that coinciding with when they tell you that the PlayStation 5 is launching holiday, right? Okay. So when the PlayStation 5 is announced, uh marvel's spider-man miles morales running right. at native 4k 60 frames will be in my hands because and- because <laughs> i'll tell you man that's the only game and i kept telling everybody leaning up to it that miles morales or or whatever the next spider-man would be that would be the game that would definitely push me day one and i've been thinking up to conscious. this point Easy. that it wouldn't be a launch title so if you're telling it's me launched. you're pretty sure this is going to be i'm so I'm, I'm not pretty see. sure. I'm guaranteeing you. Okay. It's, All right. Now, now the We're other honest. flip side, I'm still holding on that small thread, that small thread mm-hmm. that Miles may still come out on PS4. Even though, because when you when you read that verbiage on the bottom, it says the PlayStation fan. It says somewhere in there, the PlayStation family. Oh, okay. So let me Tell me this. about I, this. Because dude, like to yes. me, it's mind boggling. And, and I don't want to say upsetting, but it's like really, if Miles really, the, like the whole thing we hear about the turnaround of it is that they already built the city. So they just built this in it. They put some high res graphics and then you're going to make me pump down $500 for this console just to play it. When in, in the same sense, you have a huge install base of players who already own Spider-Man on PS4. Why wouldn't you're just missing out on a whole market that potentially could buy that. So so while I'll just say this for Sony. And of course, if I'm wrong, I don't believe I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm pretty much batting a thousand when I put myself out there. So (laughs) when you, when you listen to Sony's uh, narrative about uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, they never say it's exclusively on the PlayStation 5 like they do to Gran Turismo 7 and right. so on and so forth. Godfall, things like that. Godfall is another game that's going to be a, a day and day PlayStation 5 launch title, which I'm excited about. I'll be playing on, on PC. PlayStation. Thank you very much. Right. Now, <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales, 
they say that it's going to be running at 4K60 in performance mode. Right. Okay. Now, what that means is why would you say performance mode? Listen to me. When they say performance mode, that means that there's going to be another mode for the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro. The PlayStation 4 Pro okay. will be at a dynamic 1800, right. it's 60 not frames, or, yep. or 30 frames. Okay. So that's where you can see, oh, because why would you call it performance mode if it's only on PlayStation 5? You wouldn't. So, you so, would say, but, so really, but why won't they just come out and say that? Like, why have they, I mean, obviously they want to sell PlayStation 5 consoles, but why wouldn't they just come out and why? say? You just said it, but you just said it. Oh, man. That's and why. See, and see, that's what rubs me the wrong way with Sony, man. Like, Microsoft well, came out here and said, all these games are everywhere. Sony has one game, one game that they know everybody and their mother wants to play this right, fall. And right, they refuse right. to just say, hey, it's also coming out on the PS4, but it'll run fantastic. On the PS5. Well, well, you want to sell your platform. Come on, man. I, and I believe. Hold on now. <laughs> and I don't. I don't need to defend any of these people. They're I know you don't. I know you don't. It just makes me mad. <laughs> but but I believe that Sony's approach is no different than Microsoft's. You know, because I'm gonna tell you when I looked at the Xbox Game Showcase. Oh my goodness! I can't tell you how. Just watching all of the footage of all the games and then seeing those little bitty small little disclaimers, like on Dirt Five. I mean, literally, there was nothing running on the xbox series x nothing everything was in engine um everything was running on a pc and it just was like wait is this is halo running on is this in engine wait okay you're saying in engine <laughs> i want to see captured on like sony does sony says this is captured on right so uh they all basically you know do the same thing to push you know, their, 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 uh, you know, their uh, next generation argument. Yeah. You but, yeah. but you know what? I'll be honest. <laughs> you, you make me feel better now because miles was the one thing that I was like, ah, oh, man, like I, I just don't want to miss out on that. But other than that, like, right. I, I don't think I'm going to buy a PS five this fall because I don't think I need it. Even though like I'm saying that now yeah, and I know sure. I'm going to be, I'm going to be crying in the corner when I don't get a pre-order right. and I'm seeing everybody's pictures and tweets and everybody loving all these things. Oh on my the God, PS5. we're going to be losing it. Yeah. But sure. dude, like I, when I step back and I think like all the other games coming out this fall, I'm like, I could spend $500 on eight or nine games, third party games, or I can buy a console and play now on, now I guess it's Spider-Man. Like other than that, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of like, I think I'm good this fall, but I, I keep telling myself that and I know everybody knows that I'm, I'm going to end up getting one, but I don't know. You know what, one, one thing that has me, I mean, I'm excited about all the new consoles and all the games that are coming. Um, looking at two games in particular, one I reviewed, I'm reviewing the other one now, uh, and that's The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. You know, playing the Ghost of Tsushima and not to go too far off into this explanation, but I'm saying to myself, <clears throat> It would make it would make sense if Sony, like they did with The Last of Us, like they did with Grand Theft Auto, is make those games launch games on the PlayStation Five, The yeah. Last of Us Part Two, and The Ghost, by allowing those games to be running at a native 4K at 60, which is what they can do on that new hardware. Um, I personally would play those games all over again at that high fidelity. I would because yep. they're such great experiences, and so, you know. It's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, out the gate, I believe Sony will push more hardware, but they that's not are, yeah. really saying too much when you look at what Microsoft is looking to do. You know, 
to me, Microsoft, that's a win-win if Microsoft is, has accumulated, what, 500,000 new Xbox Game Pass subscribers? Like, are you kidding me? That, that to me, is better than, well, if you look at their direction in which they're going, that's better than buying 500,000 consoles for yeah. them. Because that becomes that residual income back to what your argument was, you know, based, right. on, based on what you were saying. So it is a beautiful time because you look at Nintendo, I'm piggybacking up what you said earlier, Mark. If you look at what Nintendo's doing, I'm excited about what Nintendo. We came out with a video earlier saying, Nintendo, where in the world is Metroid? Other yep. than that, I'm loving Nintendo. I need a new Metroid. Sony, we know what they're bringing to the table. Microsoft, I am so loving this new beautiful ecosystem that's expanding. Mm -hmm. Project X Cloud and all these game consoles and Series X is a beast. And Forza looked, oh my goodness, my soft <laughs> Forza. I just like, I wanted to pause the screen well, and like. You know, well, you know what's interesting, dude. man, about, I mean, you mentioned like, you know, Sony putting those games out at 60 frames, 4K as launch yeah. titles. The interesting almost stance that Microsoft is in is those games, like, it's funny, they keep saying like, you know, Gears 5 is going to be in 4K, blah, blah. All those games are already, they're already done on PC. They've been running at those resolutions in 4K natively right. on PC. So literally all the Series X is going to do is just run those games at that, you know? So like, that's what I was saying in terms of development, like they're developing them side by side because they're really one in the same, you know, where on the Sony side, it's like, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I would hope being that Epic now has this partnership with Sony and they're, they're building, I'm sure a lot of their games in Unreal 5, that it's going to be an easy port from the PS5 to the PC running on, on PCs. Um, but you know, kind of where their track record is, unless they're doing that day and date, that really means they're going on the back end to have to do a lot more work. Hopefully they can streamline that, but man, it's a good time. You know, in the end, like, I think it's just awesome to be a gamer that we're, we're going into this generation and, and anybody out there, I think that is just, you know, upset at either one of these companies or whatever. Like, I just don't understand it, man. Like if, if you've never been an Xbox gamer, there's never been a better time. If you've never been a Sony gamer, there's never been a better time. Like this just seems like this is finally we're getting to that point where we maybe all for once can somewhat you know live in harmony when it comes to the all these games and I just enjoy so, the games right we don't need to be fighting so. and competing anymore you know and, and i believe you said it best earlier this is the best time to be a gamer because there's something for everyone yep. literally you you there's nothing you know there's not that the, the competition is great but the competition is no longer where one is chasing the other in the same facet right it's 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 more so let's chase where we're great. Uh, and that's where we benefit as gamers. Yep. Beautiful. And it's interesting too, like just, just before we wrap it up here, like I look at my son and the games he plays. I mean, games as a service now obviously is huge, uh, but he still to this day plays Fortnite ridiculously, still buying <laughs> skins. Um, Madden is a game he buys every single year. He's real big into the ultimate team, countlessly buying packs and, you know, doing all of that. And like, he has no interest in buying a $60 video game anymore. Or you know, a like, game. Yeah. Right, or, right. I mean, even game pass, I show him some of these games like, yo, check this game out. Yeah. Goes back and plays Fortnite or goes back and plays Madden and, you know, gets all excited because he got a, a 99 Cam Newton or, you know, whatever the character is like, look at this guy, dad. It's just that's where younger gamers are today. So I think the Microsoft's pivot to this subscription model, it, it was, it was going to happen like sooner or later. I mean, that's why we've seen even Apple or Google on their mobile games. You have the, you know, Apple arcade, which is what five bucks a month you get games or uh, yeah. the Google play yeah. pass. You pay five bucks. You just get a bunch of these mobile games because that's just where it is. Now people want all these games access all the time. They're, these games are, even though at that point you're paying a subscription, they almost feel like they're free and you just have this, this buffet of video games 
And I think the younger generation, that's where they've been now with their iPads and their iPhones and all that, having the App Store basically make the price of video games seem basically to be nothing to these, you know, to, to these younger consumers. And so they the just want to for free, but then the money comes from the game as a service where they're then buying things within the video games. And that's kind of where, you know, kind of the industry. And then that's even where something like a game pass. I mean, even though those games you're getting them, a lot of those games still have microtransactions still somewhat built into them. And then you even look at like, I was even kind of just interested to see like Halo Infinite. They, they said it is almost where they're going to put out these missions over time. So you're going to kind of get the base model and they're just going to build upon it, which sounds super exciting. Games as a service. You would yep. assume everything in there would be included with Game Pass, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's going to be armor sets, things like that, cosmetics, just to kind of let you make your Spartan look a little di- bit different in, in uh, multiplayer or co-op, whatever it is, um, because that's where on the back end they can make just a little bit extra cash, you know, on the side. And that's kind of where games are now. For better or for worse, it's where we are. You know, it's just it's a state of games, yeah. man. And I believe, and I'll say this, uh, when it comes to Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, you have to look at, like you said, your son, that generation. You have to look at that generation and, and their spending and playing habits, what they're doing. And you have to try to start curtailing your initiatives towards that. And it seems like Microsoft is off to a great start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, all right, Derek. Well, I think we've gone uh, 40 minutes here, man. So I appreciate you uh, giving me some of your time here. And, uh, you know, give a plug. Give a plug for the site. I mean, I always do it here at the end of every episode. But give a plug. Give the uh, the Twitter plug and all that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Head over to game, uh, game-insider.com and check out all the latest news and updates and reviews and previews, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. We'll, we'll uh, catch you next time, man. Appreciate it. Bye.